We are more than conquerors because of Jesus' finished work. What I have learned in life is that fear dissolves in the reality of the victory of Jesus. Fear dissolves in the reality of the victory of Jesus. And Jesus' victory on our behalf ensures the fact that you and I are the recipients of God's love. Here's some things to let sink into your heart and mind as you join Pastor Daniel today for Jesus is Real Radio. Jesus has already conquered Satan. He's defeated forever. He just keeps on swinging, trying to take anyone he can down with him. When the reality of this sets in, you also discover that you don't have to be afraid. If you're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, there's nothing, absolutely nothing, that will ever separate you from God's love. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Romans chapter 8 as he begins his message. Let this sink in. You know, sometimes a piece of information that you receive, even though you hear it, it takes a little time for it to kind of sink in, doesn't it? Like, you, you know the thing is the, the truth, but... It's like, it takes a while. I remember, you know, like, so, you know, being all Italian from New Jersey, you know, what it means is that one, you're all Italian from New Jersey. So you root for New York sports teams because you really don't have any New Jersey sports teams. And even the New Jersey sports teams that you do have, they actually play in the exact same places that all the New York sports teams play. So it's like you end up rooting for the New York teams. And so if you root for the New York teams, obviously the last thing that you ever do is root for teams from Boston. Right, and so it's it's kind of like a cultural thing. Like if you're from New Jersey, you just can't root for a team from Boston. So I I, I remember what it was like, you know, especially you know being uh, you know in my early twenties in that time when the New York Yankees, you know, they won three uh, World Series in a row. They won like five in seven years. And I remember, you know, I had friends who were from Boston, and it was always like, man, they're like, man, you guys are always... And of course, there was the curse of the Bambino at that time, when the, when the, the Red Sox could never win a World Series, because they traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees all the way back in the day. So you can imagine my chagrin watching... That time when the, when the Yankees were up three games to none on the Red Sox in the division series and the Red Sox came back in the ninth inning four games in a row and they beat the Yankees and they went on to win the World Series. You know, and, and to be honest with you, it took about two years for it to sink in that that happened for me. But for my friends who are from Boston, the fact that the, the Red Sox finally won the World Series was absolutely earth-shattering for them. It's like they were colorblind and now they could see. It, it was like all of a sudden like their taste buds didn't work and all of a sudden they could taste flavors they didn't know before. And I had one of my friends who was like a super big sports fan and, and I just remember him just being like, the whole world is different now. You know what I mean? And he's like, and, and it comes in waves. It comes in waves. And, and, and it, I laugh about it, but it's like sometimes when something happens, it takes a while for the thing to sink in. 
You know, and we're going to talk about that today as we bring our secret sauce series to a close. Everyone say, ah. But the idea of the secret sauce, of course, is that because of who Jesus is, he takes an ordinary life and he makes it extraordinary. That what Jesus does through his finished work is he, he changes everything. And what's beautiful is as we've been going through Romans 6, 7, and we've really been camped out here in Romans chapter 8, Romans 8 begins with the simple idea that there's no condemnation. Talk about a secret sauce of life. That you are not condemned. Even though you've done all sorts of things that you could be declared guilty for, you're more than guilty. There's more than enough evidence. Right? There's no condemnation. And it lands in the middle with the fact that there's really no defeat. And today what we're going to really see is that there's also no way to be separated from God. And what we're going to see today is that God's love is absolutely the secret sauce of life. So in order to get at that, I want you to open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, as we close our secret sorceries, close out Romans chapter 8, as we look at verses 37 to 39. So as I always say, I want you to bring your Bible with you to church. It's a great thing, but I realize not everybody, or maybe you don't even own a Bible. So listen, if, if you brought your Bible, open it to Romans 8. And of course, I realize, and I am not shy, that I love the fact that we live in a technological society. So, you know, if you want to turn your, your Bible on, i.e. your phone, just turn that thing on, open up your favorite Bible app, or, or go to your favorite browser window, type in Romans chapter 8, verses 37 to 39. These verses are so powerful. We're going to see three simple verses with really just two big ideas, but in a lot of ways, what my hope is for each one of us is that you allow Romans chapter 8, verses 37 to 39 to be the story of your life. Now, in a lot of ways, each one of our lives, there's a story that we're weaving through. And unfortunately for many of us, the story of our life, the overarching narrative, the story of your life, oftentimes is a pretty uh, sad one. Some of us have that overarching narrative that no matter what, I'm the victim, right? Because you've had all sorts of things that have gone on. Right? For some of us, it's no matter what, I'm the hero. And that's a really a horrible one to have because you're not always the hero. And if you don't believe me, just ask your spouse. Right? Sometimes you're the goat, you know? And if you're not married, just ask your friends. They'll tell you, like, yeah, no, you were not the hero that moment. No, 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 no. Right? Or for some of us, the story is, is I will never have enough. Right? Like, like there's just that perpetual feeling. I'm never going to get there. Or for some of you, your story is, I'm just never going to be good enough. I'm just never going to be able to live up. You know, and what happens is whatever that, what I like to call a totalizing narrative, uh, uh, the storyline that is the total story of your life, whatever yours is, you spend your entire life tying every single experience in your life into that story. Everything that goes on, no matter if it actually affirms that story or not, you just tie that thing in, right? So if you got, if you were growing up and you heard, man, listen, you are just never going to be good enough. When you take first place, it'll be like, well, I could have done better because I'm not good enough. See, it's like, so whatever that totalizing story of your life is, if you don't realize what that is, you spend your whole life living into that story and everything just tells you that story. 
And really what I believe one of the factors that happens for when someone puts their faith and trust in Jesus is God wants the gospel, the good news of Jesus, to be the new totalizing narrative of your life. That he wants to substitute, you're not good enough, you're never going to be enough, you're never going to have enough, no one really appreciates you, whatever that thing is, or you're the best thing since sliced bread. We need to get rid of all those other narratives, and we want the narrative of the finished work of Jesus to be now the totalizing way we see our lives, that everything in our life ties into, what does this mean for me in Christ? And Verses 37, 38, and 39 of Romans chapter 8, I think, is an amazing example of what the gospel means for you and I. Look at what it says, verse 37. Yet in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. So look at verse 37 first. What does verse 37 say? It says, we are more than conquerors. Talk about a truth right there. That in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Now, what's amazing is, is when he says, in all, yet in all of these things, what are the all of these things he's talking about? Go back to verse 35. What does it say? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter, yet, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I want you to let that sink in for a second. What is the dilemmas of your world right now? What is the big problems? What are the things either in your present circumstances or on the horizon that have you a little bit freaked out, messed up, bummed out, anxious, worried? All the big question marks of your life. That is in all of those things, it says that we are more than conquerors. Now, I love that. It doesn't say that we are conquerors. It says we are what? More than conquerors. What that means is that this is a blowout. So I want you to look at the person next to you and say, it's a blowout. Tell the other person on the other side, say, it's a blowout. Now, what's amazing is, is basketball playoffs started. And the formerly New Jersey Nets, who are now the Brooklyn Nets, which I still call the New Jersey Nets, thank you very much. They were playing, and they actually blew out the Sixers, the, the, the Philadelphia 76ers, which is super awesome. Because I'm here to tell you on good authority that Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, is not so brotherly loving. I don't think I ever, I maybe never told you a story about how my grandfather, Anthony, and I almost got arrested at a New Jersey Devil Philadelphia Flyer hockey game. I was 11. It's a good story. We'll have to save that for another day. They had to move us out of our section. It was, it, it got a little, it, it was my fault. 
Grandpa was just an innocent bystander, but it happens, you know what I mean? But literally, it was such a bad blowout yesterday that uh, in the middle of the game, you know, some of the Sixers players were playing on their phones. That's how nasty it was. Say, praise the Lord. No, I didn't. I just, but, but, but the idea is that when it says that you're more than a conqueror, it means it's a blowout. This is, it's not even a game. This thing is over before the first quarter is even done. Now, the thing is, is I don't know about you, but when I hear that, yet in all of these things, in all of the trials and the struggles and all of the fears and all of the anxieties, I, I'm, it's a blowout. It doesn't feel like a blowout. Because guess what? When it doesn't feel like a blowout for you, it's because you think that you being more than a conqueror is about you, my friend. But it's not. It says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. How? Through him who loved us. The reason that you and I are more than conquerors, the reason that we are victorious is not because of us. It's not because of your well-laid plans. It's not because of your inherent wisdom or how strategic you think that you are. You and I are more than conquerors through God's love for us in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the victor. Jesus is the conqueror. Jesus is the person who We live in victory because of what he has done. Listen to what Jesus says. John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, Jesus says, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So you know what the problem with our day and age is? I love living in this generation. I would rather be here now in this generation than any other generation in time. I mean, it's a great time to be alive. Never in, There was a time when something was going on, you had to sit in front of this thing called a television. And it was not flat screen in HD. It weighed like 9,000 pounds. And you had to have these antennas and you had to use like extra tin foil to get like a decent picture. You'd have a little snow on your, I mean, I don't like snow in the wintertime, just not on my game. You know what I mean? And back in the day, they didn't even have games on. Can you imagine it? It's just, a st- you know, and, and if you wanted to get the news, you had to get to a TV and the TV only had like two channels on it. Right? I mean, like, it's a great time to be alive. I don't even, I don't even, I have this thing in my pocket. I just pull it out like, what's going on on the game? Oh, yeah. Right? But here's the thing. It's a great day. But our, you know what the problem with our culture is, is? Peace is nowhere to be found. You get the promotion. It's great until you realize they, you got the title change. Maybe you got a little bit more money and they got all that more stress. Right? People are like, man, it'll just be good when I get to college. And then you get to college and that's not all that peaceful. It'll be so good when I'm out of college and then those student loans kick in. Man, it'll be so much more peaceful when I'm married. <laughs> and marriage is an awesome thing, right? Be, oh, man, all of my anxieties will be gone when we have some kids. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> right? And then it's like, and then, then you hit, man, I'll be so peaceful when my kids move out of the house. Right? And I'll be so peaceful when, and then some of you are like, it's totally true. <laughs> but you know, it's like, and then it's like, it'll be so, I'll finally be at peace when I'm retired. Right? 
And we live in a day and age where everyone's pushing peace off. But the thing is, as Jesus says, in me, you will have peace. He's like, in the world, you are going to have trials and tribulations, but I have overcome the world. And my friends, listen, your peace is found in Jesus and in Jesus's victory. And in the victory of Jesus, we find our Jesus. Now I want you to say to the person next to you, amen. That means so be it. And if you don't like saying amen because it's too old school, you can say true that. Because that's another way to say amen. I say true that. I mean, that's the truth. Our victory, we are more than conquerors because of Jesus' finished work. What I have learned in life is that fear dissolves in the reality of the victory of Jesus. Fear dissolves in the reality of the victory of Jesus. And Jesus' victory on our behalf ensures the fact that you and I are the recipients of God's love. Through him who, what? Loved us. I've been thinking about this. In the Bible, faith is really trusting without any reservations, that God loves us, that we are the recipients of God's love. And because we have no reservations that we trust that God loves us, it allows us to abandon all the other false ways we seek love. See, faith is transformational because we don't just believe in Jesus. In believing in Jesus, we believe that God loves us without any reservation. And what's transformational when you become born again is you start to realize, you know, I'm actually looking for love from that person. When I don't get it, it makes me angry. But I actually don't need love from that person because I am the recipient of God's love without any qualification. So whether that person loves me or not does not affect my self-image because my image is driven by God's love. The secret sauce of life, my friend, is that you are loved unreservedly by God. I've always said it. You've heard me say it a million times. I'll say it again. God loves you and I with full disclosure. He knows everything about you. He knows every secret thing. He knows every area of shame. He knows the things that you think no one else knows. Guess what? He knows. And he loves you still. His love is greater than our mistakes. His love is greater than our failings. And he cannot love us any more than he already does. And he will not love us any less than he already does, no matter what we do. Yes. Do we fail? Yes. Do we make mistakes? Yes. Do you and I have a million things that we should have said I'm sorry for yesterday? I'm pretty sure about it. But God's love is in Christ. And God loves you. He really does. You are the recipient of his love. And now some of you right now are saying, oh yeah, great, Fusco. But when we're in church, all these church people... You don't know my story. God knows your story. And God loves you too. Totally does. And you, whoever you are who doubt that you could be loved by God, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. You're victorious too. Because at the cross, all of the sins of the entire world all of the sins, there's enough power there to forgive every single one if you were to put your faith and trust in Jesus. And when you trust him, 
God untethers us to the needs of the love of everyone else. We can experience their love, but we don't need it because we have all the love that we need from him. And it frees us up to allow people to be who they are. We don't need them to fulfill us because he does. Look what it says in verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I can say it to you this way. God's love is stronger than everything. God's love is stronger than everything. No matter what it is. God's love You cannot be separated from it. It is that secure. It is that powerful. And really what you have in these verses is that the Apostle Paul uses this idea of the extremes of existence. He uses what seems to be opposites to make the case. Right? He uses, you know, because you realize that, you know, there's that idea that, you know, everything, that there's hot and you won't know what hot is unless there's cold, right? You won't know what high is unless you're, you're down. You won't know what being full is unless you're hungry, right? You have this idea of the way we experience life in a series of opposites. And the Apostle Paul uses those. He says, death nor life. So can death, can the absence of physical life separate you or can experiencing this life separate you from the love of God? The answer is, is absolutely not. The idea of angels. So, and principalities, both of those are the angelic realm. Now I know you realize this, even though maybe you've never seen it with your own eyes, that there is a spiritual realm. There's not only a physical realm. Quantum physicists talk about this, that things, we used to say that things exist in, in three dimensions. Now they, there's multiple, multiple dimensions. So there are forces of good and principalities would be fallen angels or what we call demons. Not the way you see them in the horror movies. But there are forces of darkness. Can angels or principalities separate you from the love of God and Christ Jesus? The answer is no. The idea of powers. A lot of people would say that this isn't only angelic power, demonic power, but the idea of governmental power or human organizations. Can a government, no matter how against the love of God in Christ Jesus, can the government ever separate you from the love of God? No way. I mean, see how powerful this is. I mean, let this sink in for a second. Angels and demons and Governmental authorities can't even remotely touch the love of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus is real. There is absolutely nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of your Heavenly Father. No government, no person, not even angels and demons can cut the connection between you and Jesus. Pastor Daniel asked you today to let that reality sink in. It's an incredible feeling, isn't it? God will always be with you no matter what tries to stand against you. You can rely on his strength and power to see you through. Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel here. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. 
I'm so stoked you're a listener of Jesus is Real Radio, and I know Jesus has amazing plans for you. I'd love to hear the story of how God's working in your life. Give us a call here at Jesus is Real Radio at 360-256-4655 or email me at real at danielfusco.com. Thanks for joining us today for Jesus is Real Radio. Hey, I wanted to remind you that each day on Facebook, Pastor Daniel shares a simple two-minute message. In this message, Pastor Daniel draws out an important biblical truth really helps set your day on the right path. So be sure to follow Pastor Daniel Fusco on Facebook and share these two-minute messages with your friends and family. Next time on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will encourage you to spend time thinking about how deep, how wide, how long, and how high God's love for you reaches. The sheer enormity of it can be daunting, but it's also overwhelmingly beautiful. Your Heavenly Father loves you beyond any comprehension. Let that reality sink into your soul and change your view of yourself, your view of the world, and everyone around you. You've been listening to Jesus is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series called The Secret Sauce. Until then, may God bless.